0: This is Everything Evolves, the world's only podcast devoted exclusively to Evolve Wrestling, the Chapo Trap House of Wrestling Podcast, the NPR of Wrestling Podcast. We are your hosts, the Wrong Boys. I'm Aaron Bentley. I'm joined by Aaron Taub. Before we get going, I want to remind everyone that we are a proud member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network, which you can find at VoicesOfWrestling.com or on the podcast app of your choice. Also want to remind you, you can find the Everything Evolves podcast feed independently from the network on iTunes. Please check us out there. Subscribe, rate and review, all that good stuff. You can also follow us on Twitter at EvolvePod. Or if you want to follow the wrong boys, I'm at Aaron like the car and Aaron Taub is at AP Taub. OK, we're back from a long slumber, about six weeks since Everything Evolves eight the most widely listened to episode in the history of the Wrong Boys. Are you excited to build on that momentum, AT, and talk about evolve?
1: Yeah, man, I am fired up. We uh, we got a lot of love uh, last time out, uh, so we're hoping to uh, do another good episode. And uh, it's uh, we're recording Wednesday night, so I just want to wish a happy New Year to uh, all of our Jewish listeners. Shana tova. I hope it's a sweet and healthy uh, New Year for folks. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty fired up. I'm ready to ready to get into it. All right. The big thing I guess we
0: should let everyone know, also based on the fact that we're recording on Wednesday, is that we don't yet know who is going to replace Davey Richards on the shows this weekend. Of course, he was announced recently as the big star for this weekend of shows. But Davey apparently, unfortunately, suffered a knee injury and is not going to be able to appear on the shows. So far, we don't know. Uh, if Davey's going to be replaced or who he might be replaced by. It's about 7 p.m. on Wednesday night right now. So we're going to talk a little bit more about Davey and possible replacements as we go on. And we're going to be monitoring Twitter just in case the news drops as to who might be replacing Davey. Uh, But we'll get into that a little bit later. I wanted to start here, AT. We talked a lot last episode about branding and What is Evolve's brand? And the best thing that I could come up with on that episode was that Gabe is the brand for Evolve. He's the draw. You come to Evolve because of the reputation that Gabe Sapolsky has, which is a great reputation. I thought about that a little more. I've had a lot of time to think about it uh, since the last episode. And I was trying to think about how that brand could inspire people to watch Evolve the way that we talked about how Progress's brand inspires people to be loyal to Progress and follow that company. And it occurred to me that maybe Evolve isn't a brand that's built to inspire people to be loyal to it and to uh, draw people in in that same way. Maybe, check me if I'm crazy here, A.T., Maybe Evolve is a brand for wrestlers. Like maybe the point of Evolve or like the the real drawing card of Evolve is if you come work for Evolve, you can get to WWE, right? That's that kind of seems where a lot of their marketing is pointed to is how what, what they can do for the career of wrestlers and not so much what they can do for the consumer. Uh, Am I crazy with this point or or I don't know? What do you think about it?
1: I think it's a fair take. Yeah, absolutely. I think that we were both taught, we were talking about this off the air. We both were sort of discussing kind of how heavily they've been talking about their relationship with WWE and NXT in the WWN alerts newsletters to the point where there was one newsletter where it was sort of, like the headline news was like, we have these exclusive quotes from Triple H about the seminar and tryout we're doing in Michigan with Norman Smiley. And then like underneath that, it was like, oh yeah, by the way, Davey Richards, the guy who is kind of the top star as far as his longevity and the amount of time he's been on television. You can make the case that he was like the biggest star on these upcoming shows. Like, by the way, he's not going to be on these shows. Like that was like second or third from the top after, you know, the quote from Triple H. So I I definitely, well, I don't know that I want to go as far as to say that they're like not doing anything for the consumer because obviously we like the promotion and we enjoy it. Um, Although I think both of us are kind of a little down on the promotion right now. So we're going to try to do our best to, you know, we never want to be that podcast that hates everything and is miserable to listen to. But yes, I feel like we should at least say that. So but, but, but with that being said, I'm, I'm talking in circles here. I'm, I'm going to pass it off to you in a moment. But uh, With that being said, you know, yeah, I think that that's uh, a fair assessment right now, at least as far as like how much they're touting it uh, in their promotional materials.
0: Well, let's look at this quote. I mean, the quote from Triple H that led the email was, quote, we're happy to have Norman Smiley be a guest and attend the WWN seminar tryout in Livonia, Michigan. I look forward to hearing his feedback as NXT continues to expand our pipeline of talent, end quote. What about that quote would inspire someone to watch
1: the shows this weekend? Dude, I don't know. Because it was funny, too. It's like you don't want to rip on them. But when you like see it's like exclusive quote from Triple H and then you open the email and it's the most sort of just generic boilerplate corporate speak that really could have been written about any of the promotions they work with was just sort of, uh, I was like, Oh, well that, like, I probably would have, I probably would have led with the Davey Richards news. Well, I mean, this
0: quote is a straight up promise that if you work in NX, if you work in WWN, you can go to WWE, to NXT, right?
1: You're in the pipeline.
0: Right. But what do I care about that as as a Flow Slam subscriber? What does that mean to me? Right. Nothing. And the more I thought about that point, I started thinking like, okay, does that explain some of the problems that we sometimes have with the promotion related to one of their biggest issues is keeping up the buzz between shows? Right. And we've complained in the past that, well, you could really use these mini docs to, to drive some stories. You could do some Twitter stuff to keep these things going and building up. And it occurred to me that like, maybe that's not the point, right? Maybe the point of evolve is to have uh, great matches that can showcase what these wrestlers can do in the ring. And then you can use these mini docs to show that they are capable of producing good backstage segments, the wrestlers. So if they ever make it to NXT or WWE, they can, they can play on that level. It's like, It seems to me that if Norman Smiley comes back to Triple H and says, hey, this Tracy Williams, I really like him. I think we should look at him more. And Triple H calls Gabe and he says, hey, give me what you have on Tracy Williams. Give me the best Tracy Williams so we can check that out. Gabe is going to put together Tracy's best matches and then a couple of backstage segments. It's like the point of Evolve is to build a resume for these wrestlers so that they can send it on uh, to Triple H and move them on to NXT. So that's cool. And, I mean, this is the pro-labor wrestling podcast. I should have said that at the, at the top. We are that, and we're pumped for these guys to get the opportunities in NXT and WWE or anywhere they want to work. But that doesn't make me want to watch these shows anymore, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that they've been I, – I, I don't know that I would go as far as to say that, like, the whole promotion is, you know – created to build a resume or i i I think that's perhaps a little unfair to i don't think it's not unfair but i'm not willing to say it myself you know what i mean (laughs) like i like i feel like like i feel like that's a little harsher than i would be but i definitely get it like i definitely agree that you know when guys come in between roh and wwe they're like stopping by to like get some you know part of the the deal I, i i imagine is that it's uh, they're making some footage that WWE can use when they first show up at NXT. And I definitely think that if you're a wrestler, these mini docs are really valuable experiences to you. And it is a big selling point to work for this company. Um, and, and one thing that's, that's kind of a uh, interesting and, in sort of an issue, I think from my perspective is that they've been very sort of um, they've been really hitting the past couple months, the sort of, see tomorrow's stars today angle. You know, it's like, you, you know, they wrote in the WWN alerts how you can go on the journey the way you have with Johnny Gargano and see them rise up and become major league wrestlers. And I get that in a sense. And I, and I certainly, that's like a lot of the appeal of indie wrestling, right? Is you, you form these kind of connections to these performers and really these people. And, and when they succeed, you're happy for their success because you feel like, You've been there all along. However, a lot of these guys who are the bigger stars are also working other promotions. So if you want to watch Keith Lee's rise, you could watch him and, you know, you, you could have been watching Beyond or Inspire Pro or whatever, you know. So I, I feel that it's not like they don't have exclusive dom- domain over that line of promotion. Is that fair?
0: Oh, absolutely. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, like you said, we can watch these most of these guys anywhere else, and you know, that's just not that exciting of a thing anymore. Like when Gabe was running Ring of Honor, it was the only game in town. And yeah, it was it was cool to watch Ring of Honor and there you see Brian Danielson and he comes up from kind of nothing. I mean, he, you know, he was obviously a great wrestler before he ever got there, but next thing you know, you know, when he's winning the title at WrestleMania and you got to see him in ring of honor, that's cool. But if Brian Danielson were on the indies today, I would probably not even get to see all of his matches. I'd probably be, he'd be overexposed on the indies right now. Like everybody else is right.
1: Right. Yeah. I think that's fair. And, and so yeah, it it's it's in a weird place right now where I mean there really is a narrative building um that this promotion doesn't have a lot of buzz. Like if you look on Twitter, whenever you hear about them, it's people kind of complain like the only things that I've read about these shows on Twitter is people being like, Wow, there's no buzz for Evolve. Um and and it's and it's interesting too. One person brought up that, you know, if you go to our friend uh Epithesis on Twitter. Uh, our, our, our friend of the show, he was talking about how if you go back to like March and April and May, everyone was like, RIP Ring of Honor, they're losing Dijak, they're losing O'Reilly, they're lo- they're losing Leo Rush, they're all, you know, they lost Keith Lee, they're all going to Evolve. You know, Ring of Honor is dead and Evolve is like full speed ahead and it's kind of funny the reversal of fortunes where Ring of Honor is doing incredible business and Evolve is kind of struggling to generate buzz. But even then, that's, like, not a totally fair comparison in, in the sense that, like, Ring of Honor is backed by this, like, gross, gigantic fascist company, you know, <laughs> and Evolve is an independent promotion. Um yes, that, I'm they, that to Sinclair. Yeah, right. So, like, whereas Ring of Honor is a company that's owned by a gross, gigantic fascist company, um, Evolve is a company that just has a working relationship with a different gross, gigantic <laughs> fascist company. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but no, I mean, it is a huge difference as far as like sure. the television. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but it is, but it is sort of, it definitely does feel like the promotion isn't hitting its stride right now. And I think some of it is what we talked about last episode with not having sort of a clear cut brand identity. And I think some of it is, um, the fact that like it's been six weeks weeks since their last show, so that's a challenge, and when you have the double shots, you know you can go six weeks between a show and people kind of tend to forget about you and then as we'll go we'll go through this car these cars and we'll talk about it, but I also think that they've stumbled into some like just unfortunate luck beyond their control that that I feel like you have to sort of mention when we're talking about why the buzz just doesn't seem to be there right now.
0: I do want to say one thing I'm not suggesting that the only reason Evolve exists is to create footage for wrestlers to go to NXT. Of course, like every other promotion in the world, Evolve exists to make money for the promoter and for the people who uh, share in the profits of the company. You know, that's what wrestling is about. So what what I'm suggesting is I don't think the way that, that they are gearing the promotion is the best way to make money. And I think that's proven out by the fact that there is no buzz for the company. So if the company, I mean, I don't know what their balance sheet looks like, but my guess is if they were raking it in, I mean, we see what the crowds look like at these shows. But if they were raking it in, there would be a lot more buzz for the promotion, I think.
1: Well, I guess the counterpoint to that point would be that if you subscribe to the whispers about what they're getting from Flow Slam, they may be raking in the money and like, if that's the primary source of income, then the crowds would be not as, uh, determinative of how much money they're making. Right. They may have a fixed amount of revenue that's coming in no matter what. And the crowd, the money they get from ticket sales and, and, uh, their seminars and stuff would be icing on the cake or sort of like extra profits, but they may already be profitable simply by the fact of whatever they're getting from flow slam.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If, if what I've heard about what they got from flow slam is true, then they're definitely profitable, but it's just like, you know, in, in the sports world, people say that it, it's not your rookie contract where you make your money is on the second contract. So it, let's say they got paid the amount that everybody hears that they've been paid on this first contract with Flow Slam. But if the company isn't building buzz and they're not drawing crowds and they're not selling subscriptions, why would Flow Slam re-up? Why would they ever get the second contract?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're just happy with that first contract. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't yeah, know. maybe <laughs> so. I mean, it's a lot of money that we're talking yeah, about. We're doing um, a lot of speculating here. I feel, yeah. I, let's, Uh, you wanna move on to talking about the wrestling stuff we,
0: can at we least talk- feel
1: a little more grounded in, our, uh, in our dates. Yeah,
0: we did ask. Uh, Aaron asked on Twitter what we should talk about on the show, and someone did say wrestling. So,
1: yeah, someone they said wrestling. Why? It was more of an existential question. Um, <laughs> right. Another one that we got was um, why should anyone care about Catchpoint? And um, I Which just I think wanna, we
0: covered on this show.
1: Yeah, well, here's the thing about Catchpoint searching. For meaning and catch point, a little bit like trying to understand the meaning of life. Uh, it's kind of a fruitless, you know, endeavor, but the uh the journey is the destination when it comes to coming to know catch point.
0: And what a fine journey it is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about these cards. That bit didn't land as well as I thought it would. It sounded a lot better in my head, and I, I apologize I apologize to the listeners. That's
0: the story of my life, 18. <laughs> All right. There is going to be some wrestling this weekend. It's going to start on Friday night, September 22nd with Evolve 92. It's going to be in Livonia, Michigan. Starts at 8 p.m. You can, of course, watch it on Flow Slam TV with your $20 subscription. nineteen ninety nine subscription. The big match... Well, we don't know what it's going to be. Let's be honest here. It was announced as an Evolve Championship match between Zack Saber Jr. and Davy Richards, but of course, as we've already discussed, Davy is not going to be on the show due to a knee injury. So it is now billed as Zack Saber Jr. versus to be determined. So I guess the big news here is that uh, Zach is back. You know, he wasn't on the shows last month because he missed the G1. We're going to circle back to this match in a minute, but I want to run down what the rest of the card is going to look like. We're going to have the Evolve Tag Team Championship match between the Troll Boys, Ethan Page and ACH, versus the Work Horsemen, James Drake and Anthony Henry. Of course, the Work Horsemen had successful defenses uh, last Evolve weekend over Rory Gulak and Tracy Williams, and then over Fred Yehi and Jason Kincaid. We're going to get uh, a special tag team match, Matt Riddle and Keith Lee versus Chris Dickinson and Jocka. Tracy Williams is going to face off with Darby Allen in a rematch uh, from their Evolve 88 match where Tracy Williams won. And the only other match we know about for sure is that Fred Yehi is going to take on DJ Z. Yehi, of course, lost both of his matches on the last Evolve weekend and DJZ is coming back to Evolve after a long layoff. His last appearance was at 2011's Evolve 7 where he defeated Jimmy Jacobs. So those are the matches. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about uh, about the card is Davey Richards. There's not much more to say about Davy. He's not going to be there. So uh, but someone did suggest on Twitter that maybe we should talk about some of the best possible replacements for Davy Richards. We've talked about this a little, but let's just go straight to for the gusto. Who is the number one person you would like to see replace Davy Richards on these shows?
1: Well, look, uh, when you're planning a wrestling show, you can't be prepared for a guy to uh you know you can't prepare for an injury. You can't prepare for a top draw missing the show at the last minute. All you can do is be ready. <laughs> Folks, Loki needs to be on this show. <laughs> Just it's if you're reading the reports he just left Global Force, Impact Wrestling. We all want to see Loki versus Keith Lee and Loki versus Zack Sabre Jr. It would rule extremely hard. And uh, this is extreme fantasy booking because I, I feel like if you lose like one guy and then you're like, oh, who can we get to replace him? We need someone who's like definitely going to be there and definitely going to do what we ask him to. and like, <laughs> not going to be an issue. We got to get, but this is like entirely just like coming from my heart uh, and not necessarily a sort of, this isn't really what I would necessarily do if I was involved management. This is just kind of what I personally would really love to see.
0: Well, I want to say that as, as poorly as the catch point joke landed, you just, you just redeemed yourself in spades two in a row. I mean, that, that was beautiful.
1: Thank you. I do
0: want to say that we are trying to keep it like vaguely realistic. <laughs> um, I mean, and I count low key as being vaguely realistic. It's like I suggested Brian Danielson, of course, who is not going to show up on the Evolve shows this weekend. Uh, but some other good options that that I thought of is, well, my favorite one is, and it's hard to even imagine this guy on an Evolve show, but Pentagon Jr. I would love to see Pentagon in this world, and, of course, I mean, these matches have happened before, but Pentagon versus Saber and Pentagon versus Keith Lee were cool. And he, just, he brings a totally different uh, environment and, and feel to every show that he's on. I would love to see that.
1: Yeah, that would be dope. And that's and exactly what you said, is he brings a completely different environment and feel. And sometimes because Evolve uses a, a relatively small crew and because the shows are back-to-back – they can feel a little samey or, or it just feels like, you know, it's like, oh, we see these guys wrestle, you know, especially they have they've used kind of the same core for a while now, I think. Yeah. And so I, I, not that I hold that against them or anything, but, but I feel like Pentagon juniors, it's just kind of like, that's just like, uh, it's a spicy, uh, it's a spicy meatball, you know, it just kind of like <laughs> they're really just like it brings something totally fresh and new and, and different to kind of what you're putting together. So
0: yeah, sim- similarly, if I'm thinking of people who bring a really cool feel whenever they come out, uh, Trevor Lee is another guy that I think would be a good uh, addition to these shows.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big fan of his. I was a big fan of his when he, when Evolve was booking him. I remember he had a match with Chris Hero in at La that was just awesome, and it was just like he's such a good seller. He's so he's so sympathetic. Uh, so yeah, I I, I agree with. I think all of our picks are good. Yeah, and uh, as the gimmick on this podcast, you can take uh, you can take our suggestions <laughs> to the bank. <laughs> maybe course. maybe all maybe all three of those guys will be on the show. Who knows? <laughs> they probably will
0: be. Okay, we're not going to go through every match, but is there anything else on this particular card that you're specifically excited about?
1: Oh yeah, I, I think the Matt Riddle and Keith Lee versus Chris Dickinson and Jocka tag team match is uh, it's going to be great, yeah. and I think it's a th- it's kind of a, a thing that we have been begging for for months.'ve we've, we've been like, hey, put your big singles guy in a t- big singles guys in a tag team match. Um, give them a break from burning out your big one on one matches. Do something fun and different. and this is perfect. it's it's a continuation of the of catch beef with Matt Riddle and Keith Lee, so you're continuing your storylines. And it's a continuation of the storyline that played out in their first show in Michigan. So that crowd's going to be kind of up to speed and and they're going to know what's going on. Um, And it's going to be a great match because it's four great wrestlers. And it's an awesome opportunity to elevate Chris Dickinson and Jocko a little bit more by putting them in the ring with Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. We've got kind of the tension that's been brewing with Matt Riddle and Keith Lee. Keith Lee sort of losing that jovial personality and being increasingly reluctant to be bros with Matt Riddle. So we'll, there's in there's storyline intrigue. There's, it's going to be a great match. And yeah, I think this is perfect. And so for as much, as much as the the negative stuff we said a moment ago, like this is, this is everything they've done so far. I think in leading to this match has been just right.
0: I'm, I mean, we don't know who the replacement could be yet, but I'm pretty comfortable predicting that this is going to be the best match of the weekend. It's just like it's hard to see how it could go wrong. It's just like if you put these four guys in a ring together, it should rule. And uh, like you said, I'm really excited about not only is it saving some one-on-one matches, but it feels outrageously fresh, right?
1: Like Yeah, right. Yeah, because we don't see a lot of big-time tag team. We don't see a lot of big-time, like, non-tag team title tag team matches in this company.
0: Right. And we haven't seen Riddle and Keith Lee tag in this company. And I don't know, just everything about I'm really excited about this match.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: I'm really glad that Evolve is doing it because if this match were on any card in the world, I'd be pumped about it. So I'm really glad it's going to be on this show. Absolutely anything else from this show that uh, that you're fired up about or, or looking forward to
1: um we got DJ Z's uh, Evolve debut so that'll be interesting I was watching a match he had with drew Galloway and aw a little or, or just before we recorded I'm not super familiar with his work but uh, that was pretty good he he really he was willing to be thrown around a lot and he sold well and it was like a fun sort of crazy super indie style match Um and so, you know, he has a good look. So we'll see. We'll see what he can do here. I, th- I think that's an interesting addition.
0: Yeah, I like DJZ. He's a very solid wrestler. I saw him live at AAW a few months back. It was enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing. I mean, I always like when Evolve brings in. I know he's been here before, but when they bring in someone who hasn't been here in a long time or just add something a little fresh to the company. So I'm looking forward to see how he fits in.
1: You're right. I said it was a debut, I think, but uh, he appeared at 2011's Evolve 7. Where I he think defeated, that's long enough ago. <laughs> yeah. He <laughs> defeated Jimmy Jacobs. So right. that's a while back. Um, but another thing I wanted to talk to you about is uh, the Tracy Williams versus Darby Allin match. Because um, that's, that's an issue where I think they got kind of screwed up yeah, by, by forces beyond their control, right? Is that they were telling the story of... You know Darby Allen's sort of climb in, into sort of wrestling respectability, and his pursuit of Timothy Thatcher, and they kind of got screwed there. In that, I'm I'm really I'm very into Darby Allen's story of him trying to rise the ranks, but Timothy Thatcher should have been like the final boss that he has has to beat before he can challenge Zack Saber Jr. for the title. But then Timothy Thatcher left to go to Europe. And so they had to uh, give him the win kind of prematurely last month. You know, that should have been something that, that could have been a really compelling story for us to watch Darby Allen continue to progress and, and get that big win. But now they, they had to just do the match when they did it. And now it's almost like he's going backwards because he's he's going from beating Timothy Thatcher to like, Wrestling Tracy Williams, who in kayfabe is not as uh, powerful of a wrestler as as Timothy Thatcher. He, you know, wasn't a super long title holder and and all of that. So that's that's a that's a piece where I'm I'm sympathetic to to the company.
0: Yeah, because that's like a perfect dichotomy between those two of Darby who's viewed as this guy who all he can do is jump off of things. He's not a real wrestler. You know, that's like the, the view. And Tim Thatcher is like a wrestler's wrestler, right? Like he can he does all the technical stuff, and that's the exact opposite of what Darby is. So it would have been really cool, like you said, for a, a long-term story where Darby got better and better, and he got knocked down, but he came back, and finally he was able to overcome Thatcher. Uh, but Thatcher's hanging out with Walter in Germany for a while. So no way to do that. So we'll, we'll see what what they can do uh, without Thatcher with Allen to let him rise up the ranks, which is pretty clearly where they're going. But I'm excited to see how it gets there.
1: Yeah, for sure. And one other thing, not to just be like constantly one other thing, but uh, no, that's good. little little Tim Cook action. Uh, <laughs> for, for all my uh, consumer products heads out there. Um did you see did you have a chance to see the workhorseman mini doc? No, I didn't. Okay.
0: It, I thought about lying in the moment, but yeah. I sorry, said. I
1: didn't mean to put you on the spot there like that. Um I you know, I just sort of assume that my co host will, you know, watch all the materials before we go in the air, you know. But uh anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 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 I we can talk about it uh, more, I guess, after we record the review show. But I, I just wanted to say that I thought that they did a really nice job with James, Jake, and Anthony Henry's mini doc because I think that um, we were sort of complaining and and yammering about how you know these guys came in and won the tag team titles, and then we never heard what their motivations are were or who they are as people, and we had like no reason to really care about them. And they made this mini doc that made them come off as really like sincere, hardworking people who've been grinding away for years and years and winning the evolved tag team titles were like their crowning achievement. There was a really sweet moment where Drake, James Drake talked about how it was the first time his parents had seen him wrestle in a really long time in several years. And um, I think that they did it well. And it took a, a, a sort of a very um, it took some finesse to make this mini doc work, I think, because, in some sense, like the Aval tag team championships are not these super prestigious belts where, you know, you can look down and see a bunch of like really famous tag teams having held them. Um, they're relatively new and it could have made Henry and Drake look small, like in the sense that, you know, Oh wow. For these guys, like winning the Aval tag team championships is a big deal. Like they must not really be that good. But they did such a good job of of making them feel like authentic and sincere and like you wanted to root for their success that, in in actuality, I felt like it elevated the Evolve Tag Team Championships and that it made them seem like this really important thing in the lives of these people who were being made to care about. So I just wanted to to note that. Um, And uh, I think we can skip talking about their opponents in that match because we've... uh, We're on the record. The people know what we think, and that's fine.
0: Hey, quick question for you, A.G. Yeah. yeah. In the last week, ha- have you watched live in person either of the Evolved Tag Team Champions wrestle?
1: Wow. No, I'm a, I'm a fake geek girl, and uh, <laughs> I, I did not attend the uh, Ted Petty Invitational. Um, you know, not all of us have access to the many cultural uh, attractions of, in Indiana? Is it in Indiana? Yes. Yeah, in Indiana. Indiana? Yeah, wherever, Indiana, yeah. So, no, tell, tell the people about the TPI while, while I just, we're here.
0: I just assumed, you know, my co-host would yeah, sure. go out of their way to watch <laughs> an involved champion when they're wrestling live, but I guess not.
1: <laughs> yeah, in the same side of the country. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's uh, hey, that's on me. I blew is. it. it is. Uh, next year in Indiana.
0: <laughs> Uh, it was great, and it, it was really cool to watch, to get to see Anthony Henry live. It was my first time getting to see him live, and he had a, a really cool match that I enjoyed a lot. It was a tough crowd, and I don't know if part of it was that Davey Richards no-showed, and maybe he was already injured. I really don't know when the injury happened, but uh, Ian sold it as if Davey just uh, just decided not to show up, so I don't know what happened there. But anyway, You never know.
1: No. Promotion.
0: <laughs> no, you never know. But Anthony Henry had a great match with Jonathan Gresham, who I'm a big fan of. Another guy who would be a really cool fit in Evolve if, uh, if they ever wanted to do that. Uh, but he had a great match. He was over with the crowd. And uh, it was cool to get to see him wrestle in person. I was happy that I got to see him. So we can move on from there to Evolve 93, Saturday night in Summit, Illinois, 8 p.m. Central Time. Of course, it'll be on flowslam.tv. Uh, here's the card on this one. The main event, the WWN Championship match. Anything goes, AT. Matt Riddle defending the championship against Tracy Williams. We're going to have another to-be-determined match uh, where Davy Richards was supposed to face Keith Lee. We'll get a non-title match. Zack Sabre Jr. against Fred high in a rematch from their Evolve 89 main event. Special uh, attraction. The freelance wrestling world championship is going to be uh, up for grabs with champion and my boy Stevie Fierce defending against GPA, Matt Nix, and Bryce Benjamin. We get Darby Allen versus DJ Z. The uh, Evolved Tag Team Champion James Drake is going to take on Austin Theory in a singles match. Anthony Henry, the other tag team champion, is going to take on Jason Kincaid. And the Troll Boys will take on. Chris Dickinson, and Jaka in a rematch from their Evolve 90 match. So on this card, what is it that really sticks out to you that you're excited about seeing?
1: Um, probably the Zack Sabre Jr. Fred Yehi match because I really enjoyed their title match that they had, uh, I guess, in July in Marietta, Georgia thought that was a lot of fun and a really good, hard thought back and forth battle. And so I'm looking forward to them doing that again. Um, I think that <laughs> this card is lacking with with Davey Richards not being on it. And we, again, we don't know who Keith Lee's wrestling. If they announce that he's wrestling low key, you know, if they give the people what they want, uh, then, uh, you know, then it's a great card. Yeah, so, the show will probably sell out. You know, so it, so in that few. sense, we're, we're kind of at a disadvantage here uh, in that, you know, we, we don't really know what's coming. But, but otherwise, I mean, you have uh, the rematch of the Ethan Page and ACH versus Chris Dickinson and Jaka with, uh, I guess, the Troll Boys. Ethan Page and ACH won last month, and they could be tag team champions. That's in- right this time we you know we didn't really get into it because we we're trying to like not spend our entire shows just like talking about how we don't like the troll boys we they are wrestling james drake and anthony henry for the tag titles uh the night before on friday night in michigan so they could be champions going into this match uh we tweeted at the uh evolve wrestling account to ask if if the troll boys win the titles you know will they be on the line against dickinson and Jocker the next night? Uh, we have not heard back yet, so I, I don't know. I really hope they don't win the tag titles. It feels like they might, but I just it would be a uh, it would be a, lot. It'd <laughs> be a lot. Well, if Dickinson and Jocka come out of the
0: weekend as champions, right. I, I don't care what happens.
1: All is forgiven.
0: Yes, yeah. but I kind of at this point, which is funny considering some other comments that I've made on this show, but I. I think the workhorseman should get a little bit more of a run here. And yeah? I do. And I think Dickinson and Jocka should be the team to dethrone them eventually. So that's I would prefer that. But, you know, we'll see what happens this weekend. i got to say, I'm going to be completely biased here in, about what my most anticipated match is, and that's the match featuring Stevie Fierce. I am not the wrestling fan who tries to make a lot of friends in the wrestling business. Uh, I'm not hanging out with guys after shows or going to dinner uh, with Matt Riddle or anything like that, but uh, I happen to have struck up a uh, somewhat of a friendship with Stevie Fierce. He's a great guy. He's a great wrestler, and he's really come into his own uh, in this run as the freelance wrestling champion, and I'm so pumped for him to get this shot on Evolve. I hope he gets to show uh, the flowslam.tv subscription nation what he can really do. I mean, I think it's a little BS that he's got to defend this against three other guys, losing that championship advantage. But I'm hoping he comes out on top and that this is another big break in his career. So I'm really excited about that match for him.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. The reason that I'm not friends with wrestlers is also – the lack of interest <laughs> on my part. <laughs> you know, I'm not out here. I'm not here to make friends, as sure. we know. Um, but no, yeah, I'm. I'm rooting. You know, a friend of Aaron Bentley's is a friend of mine, <laughs> so uh, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm pulling for Stevie Fierce too. Um, yeah, he, he rules. Yeah, and we have. To, I mean, we do have to talk about the WWN title match on the show. I think both of us are kind of. Uh, well, this is one of the things we're kind of. Uh, down on but uh do you want to start talking about it or do you want me to start talking about it first
0: yeah I'll just say like as I've made it clear on the show that I'm not Tracy Williams biggest fan like of his work but like I would love to see this company get behind Tracy Williams he's a guy who's probably going to stay in this company for a while it looks that way maybe he'll get a shot in NXT that'd be cool but he's a guy who could stay involved for a long time He's a guy who doesn't wrestle in the other big places, and so there's a, a good chance for them to get behind him and really uh, focus some of the company around him. Unfortunately, we had like a perfect story here with him and Matt Riddle, and it's just it's died out. You know, it's uh, it's gone a little cold on us. I think that's really unfortunate because there was something really cool that they were building here, and I would have loved to have seen it paid off. Uh, I would have loved to have seen it paid off with with Tracy coming out on top. I know that's not how it was going to work, but that would have been cool. So I'm a little bummed about that. But that doesn't mean that once these two guys get in the ring together, they can't uh, stoke some of that fire that we had before, let us see that tension between them. I'm sure they'll do something the night before that kind of lets that uh, fire uh, burn a little. And maybe they'll get it going. And before this match is over, everybody will be fired up and into it. That's what I'm rooting for.
1: Yeah, me too. I, you know, we we want them to succeed, uh, and, and I, I would say that this is another example of where I think that they, they were you know as you as you alluded to they were kind of uh, bitten by uh, some unfortunate timing in that this feud was, felt to me uh, really hot in June when they had that big angle at LaBoom where you know Stokely Hathaway slaps uh, Matt Riddle and the backhands him in the face and you had the heat on the bad guys and. They've been building this thing and building this thing, and then the July sh- the July weekend comes around, and Matt Riddle's not there, so they can't do it in July. And then August, for whatever reason, they felt like they couldn't do the lee Walter singles match, and so then they changed the Tracy Williams Matt Riddle match to a singles match or to a four four way match with with Lee and, and Walter as well. And so, like, it kind of sucks because I w- we were pretty hot for this over the summer. And then it just kind of cooled off and, you know, yeah, Matt Riddle just tapped him out clean, you know? So it's like, why are we even here? He, you know, in a match where if anything, Tracy Williams was benefiting from the fact that it was a four way because he was, you know, using the distractions to kind of sneak in and try to uh, get that cross base on Riddle. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's like, Yeah, it's just it feels like they missed the moment. They didn't strike when the iron was hot. And now we're just kind of getting this match and it feels sort of like it feels like an obligation on their uh, on their part. Like they're like, well, we like I guess we have to do the singles match now. Um, And so if if Riddle wins again, it like looks pretty bad for Tracy Williams. Um, Maybe Tracy Williams will win by some kind of nefarious means and that will sort of reignite the feud. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I feel like the history of us on this podcast so far and our short time doing this is that the weekends that we're not super excited for tend to over deliver and be really, really good. And we come back and we're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Everything we, we like bitched and moaned about like they did it rules. And and the weekends where we're really fired up, kind of sometimes leave us uh, wanting more. So I don't know. They have a ton of good wrestlers on both of these shows. So there's, no reason that the shows won't be good, and I think, I mean, losing Davy Richards really hurt because especially like that Michigan card with the Davy Richards Zack Saber Junior match and the Riddle and Keith Lee versus Dickinson and Jocko, That's like a dope card. That's a that's like a sh- a show that you're like, hell yeah, let's go! I'm fired up. Um, and and losing that match really hurts, and and losing him against Keith Lee is another big match that they could have had. So, you know, you you do feel like. They got you know that that makes a huge impact and and also who knows again well, it's going to be so annoying tomorrow when they announce like some big name to replace Davy Richards and you know we're gigantic idiots on the internet again but uh, yeah what can you do
0: yeah that's what we do anyway <laughs> uh, I do want to I want to talk about one more match that probably yeah. would have been a good place to end but I yeah. don't want to give short shrift to one more match on this yeah card. I'm pumped for James Drake versus Austin Theory. Okay, I, I think Drake is uh, a good singles wrestler. A lot of the single stuff I've seen of him, I've really liked. And I think Austin Theory's really coming into his own and evolved. So I, I think this has a chance. This could be the best match on the card, to be honest. Like I could really see that happening. Now, there's the possibility of there being some shenanigans with Priscilla Kelly, of course. But if this is just a, a straight up match. These guys, I think, could have a really good match. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and I also think that, like, how this Chicago show goes is going to depend a lot on the crowd. I think that the Michigan crowd has pr- proved itself. I always get confused between proven and proved. I think it's proved. I think proved is the right usage here. And proven <laughs> is, like, if you're describing something, like, it's a proven commodity but the mm. tag team, you know, proved itself. Them, so whatever. Anyway, so it's a good thing that, like, uh, you know, being good at English is not, you know, <laughs> like my job and also my hobby. Right. Neither
0: of us uses English a lot in our yeah universe.
1: Yeah, right. So, but anyway, as I was attempting to say, uh, you know, the Michigan crowd was awesome. Last time they were in Chicago, the crowd, like, kind of stunk. And... So far, it doesn't seem like the show is selling that well. Like they just announced that you know kids get in free, and sort of announcing that so close to the show is not a great sign. And if you look at the tickets, you know on the website, there's a lot available, especially like in the second, second and third rows, or a lot of seats there. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see because it, it, that Chicago market is just tough. Like I feel like Michigan, they found a diamond in the rough and in a market where like. There is clearly an appetite for indie wrestling, but there isn't a big super indie. But if you look at Chicago, I mean, with what you know, they have freelance, they have AAW and like with AAW, like three weeks later, you know, after the show, they're holding their uh, gym line of memorial tournament. They've got you know, a ton of they have a Matt Riddle and Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shane Strickland and Keith Lee tag team match, and they have, you know, a whole tournament with Pentagon, The, the artist formerly known as Pentagon Jr. and Michael Elgin and ACH and A.R. Fox and Sammy Callahan. So they have, like, I think that the Chicago market, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I'm kind of worried that we're going to get another dead crowd and it's going to hurt the show. And I'm worried that, like, this market just, they're not, uh, the, the. it feels like that the other promotions in this market may be, like, satisfying the demand for this kind of product there. So I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that and, and how this the crowd may or may not sort of influence how this show feels to us watching at home? I think you're right because
0: the Chicago crowd was a disappointment last time. And there was a lot of talk about, well, maybe nobody wanted to do the double shot with NXT. Maybe that really hurt the crowd. Freelance ran the night before, which Freelance is also running on Friday night. Uh, this week, you know, this Evolve weekend. So it looks like you know NXT is not running this time, but it looks like ticket sales are going to be even worse than they were last time. And if it's the if it's the same group of people but smaller, they're going to be just as quiet, sit on their hands, and you know that really hurt that the tag team championship match. That's when the uh, the workhorsemen debuted, and that really hurt that match. It really hurt Zack Saber and Ethan Page uh, in the match that they had in Chicago and uh, A.T. thinks I'm wrong. What am I wrong about? The workhorsemen. Oh, right. David that was, no, it was the freelance.
1: Right, the, the freelance, freelance guys. guys yeah. Right,
0: But that hurt that match, which was a pretty good match, and it, it hurt, the crowd hurt that. Even the freelance guys, they kind of hurt, which is, that's rough. Uh, so I'm worried about this card. You know, I talked about how Matt Riddle and Tracy Williams could really get it going, and uh, it, it's going to be a tough battle if it's the same crowd that they had in Chicago last time.
1: Right, the site of the uh, infamous uh, Ethan Page-Zack Sabre Jr. match. That, That's uh, right. You know, it was the beginning of the end for us enjoying Ethan Page. <laughs> yes, yes. That uh, hopefully, I don't know. RIP be- Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, he'll resurrect himself. He'll come back and uh, he'll stop with the Troll Boys and we can uh, can enjoy his work again. <laughs>
0: More likely, he comes out of the weekend as a tag team champion. That <laughs> <laughs> just seems like that's what would happen, you know.
1: Yeah, next week's show is just us like taking deep sighs and uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. We're just yeah, there will, will be uh, there will be no show next week if they win. It was just uh, <laughs> dead air.
0: Yeah, we're out. We're
1: out. Yeah, we're done. All
0: right. Well, I think that's uh, everything to get you ready for. Uh, the show's coming up this weekend for Evolve 92 and Evolve 93. We, of course, will be back early next week uh, to review both of those shows for you. If you want to make sure you know exactly when that comes out, make sure to subscribe to our independent feed uh, on iTunes. You can also subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network and get our show that way. If you want to follow us, we're at Evolve Pod or Aaron and I are have our own feeds. I'm at Aaron like the car and Aaron Talb is at AP Talb. So make sure you follow us there. I'm sure we'll be switching off uh, live tweeting the cards this weekend so you can kind of get some of our preliminary thoughts before we come back on the show early next week. And I think that's everything. So for Aaron, I'm Aaron. We're the wrong boys. See you next week. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old same old?